Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. It is Wednesday, January 10th. It is six minutes after nine. This is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So it was finally disclosed what was going on with the U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. A statement came out from Walter Reed National Military Medical Center revealing that he was being treated at the hospital for prostate cancer and was later readmitted due to complications. Okay, so this is what really bothers me. It's not that the guy has prostate cancer or that the guy was ill Mm -hmm. or that the guy needed medical care. No problem with that whatsoever. Happens to everyone. Fine. Great. Hope he gets better. But one, it's the deception. And then they tried to pass it off when he got caught that it was, they used the term elective medical procedure. Mm -hmm. Casey, I am not a doctor. I do not pretend to be a medical expert. However, prostate cancer doesn't sound like an elective medical procedure unless you're just kind of up in the air whether I want to live or not. Yeah, no, that's something that you have to definitely get taken care of. And I do speak from experience as my father passed away from prostate cancer. Uh, But that's the thing. How long was it before he told his boss? You know, he's second in command of the U.S. military and we currently have American forces that are under fire in the Middle East and we went days without the president knowing that the defense secretary was in a hospital bed? Well, and this is, it's just a total lack of transparency, uh, transparency. It's a total lack of any sense of obligation to be honest with the American people and to extrapolate this out past Lloyd Austin because whether Lloyd Austin or Lloyd Christmas from Dumb and Dumber is defense secretary (laughs) the average person has no idea but where it does impact you is your government across the board they lie to you they deceive you they do they're not honest with you I mean look at what we went through in this state just yesterday so you've got two members of the U.S. Congress in Indiana who wait until the beginning of filing deadline to announce they're not running. You're going to, and just conveniently, both of these guys now, when their term's up next year, Greggy and Larry, mm-hmm. uh, I need to come up with a name Greg, for those Greg two Pence together. and Larry Bouchon. Yeah, uh, are going to qualify for their cushy government pensions. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll just magically, they've decided to call it quits right when they are able to uh, vest into the cushy career lifetime government right. pension. Probably a coincidence. But there's no way you're going to tell me that those guys just woke up on some January morning and were like, eh, I'm kind of done here. Bull. They knew they were going to do it, and they deliberately waited because now it gives the establishment a huge leg up in terms of filing, fundraising, the ability to hoard large amounts of cash. I mean, you've got a four-month sprint to the primary here in Indiana, and there is no way you're going to convince me those guys on basically one day apart just both woke up and decided, ah, I've had enough of this, I'm out of here. This is a coordinated effort, totally dishonest, and let's come back to Lloyd Austin. Again, no way you're going to convince me that they didn't know, gee, Defense Secretary, kind of an important one, kind of a big deal, kind of involved in everything national security, should probably let uh, the president know, and then by default, we should probably let the American people know Mm -hmm. what's going on here. And I've seen these people, oh, well, HIPAA says he doesn't have to disclose that. 
different rules for different people depending on what the job is if you're the local mailman or trash truck driver or saloon owner then yeah you don't got to disclose nothing to me but if you are the secretary of defense Mm -hmm. who plays a major role on everything from border security to whether we invade foreign nations then yeah as a taxpayer i get the right to know if you've got prostate cancer you've when you're in charge of thousands of people who are fighting abroad for their country yeah it's a little bit different set of circumstances to go back to greg pence and larry bouchon i'm really curious when do you think that the indiana republican party knew that they were leaving and were they advised hold off on that announcement until after the new year yeah i I was talking with somebody yesterday about this and there is zero way the way that hupfer and now ann hathaway rule that roost with an iron fist that they weren't made aware of this probably quite some time ago there is look you can either be a believer in the world's biggest coincidences here which is two long time entrenched political people who uh know the lay of the land and are super connected individuals just one day apart from each other both just decided ah we're kind of done here and called it quits or you can say yeah that seems really off and that there there are very few coincidences Mm -hmm. in politics and i would bet a sizable amount of money that this was decided uh of course, betting on politics is illegal, so I wouldn't actually bet a sizable amount of money in this Disclaimer. country. In this country, Casey. <laughs> uh, but, but no way. And again, it's because the fact, is, like yesterday, uh, for Pence's seat, Greg Speedy comes out, who's a state rep, or uh, Mike Speedy. I'm sorry, yep. Mike Speedy comes out, who's a state rep, and within hours announces, "I'm running for Congress." Right. There's an well, open how seat. How would you know? Pick me. How would you know? You want to run? Usually, it's like. I need to think about this. I need to decide who I'd be running against. I need to decide if I'd be good at this job. Within hours, Casey, there is a press release out about how this guy is running for, for give me a break. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, Representative Elise Stefanik of New York, she denounced the secrecy surrounding uh, the Defense Secretary Aust- uh, Lloyd Austin's hospitalization. She said it was unacceptable, and she called for his resignation. But what are they going to do about it, Casey? Nothing. They ain't going to do nothing about it because what just happened? Johnson, the Speaker of the House of Representatives, just cut a deal with Chuck Schumer to give the Democrats everything they wanted. A deal that Chuck Schumer described as as good. Chuck Schumer's elated about the spending deal. And so the Democrats are looking at the Republicans and going, yeah, sure, or what? Because there's never an or what. Republicans make all these idle threats. Mm-hmm. They, they, they give all these big pronunciations. They have all these hearings. They pound their fists. But when it comes to doing the thing that actually matters, which is choking off the money supply, which is the lifeblood of all this bullcrap that is going on in this country, the Republicans just roll over and play dead. I'm so sick of whether it's Elise uh, Stefanik or Gwen Stefani or uh, <laughs> any of these people. I'm so is sick. Is she in office? So, <laughs> she couldn't do any worse, Casey. Yeah. I mean, could it go? I mean, it's just, I, these people are all, they're pathetic and they're gross. It's a bunch of grandstanding because now you have the Republicans saying, well, he should be impeached for this. Of course, the White House officials say that President Biden is not considering firing Austin. And here is John Kirby. You know, you love this oh, guy. Yes. He's a uh, Biden spokesperson. He's says he doesn't believe there will be any consequences over Lloyd Austin's incapacitation. Well, what does the president believe? I mean, he's the commander. The president believes 
that Secretary Austin should get the appropriate care that he needs to get better so he can get back at work at the Pentagon. He believes we ought to learn from this, uh, both in terms of notification and about transparency to the American people. Um, and uh, and uh, we're going to we're going to do what we have to do. As uh, Kareem said, we're also going to take steps here at the White House to make sure that we have a good, tight alignment across the interagency about notification procedures on delegation of authorities. They, they act like he is some 15 year old kid who mm-hmm. got caught joyriding or something. He's the Secretary of Defense, mm-hmm. a grown-ass man, yep. and uh, he will learn from this. Well, we're, we're not talking about the guy being sick. Nobody's mad that the guy's sick. Nobody wants the guy to resign because he has a serious medical issue. What we are talking about is a deliberately deceptive plot at this point because there's no way it was just him to keep the information yes, quiet yeah absolutely and it's during a dangerous time we have american service members under attack in iraq and in syria and uh, clearly our closest ally in israel is at war with hamas terrorists kind of need the information uh and in regards to transparency with austin peter Ducey from fox news i thought he had a great question for john kirby who absolutely stumbles his way through the answer Okay, thank you for all the detail on that. But more broadly, why should we believe anything that this administration tells us about anything ever again? I think we all recognize, and I think the Pentagon has been very, very honest with themselves about uh, the um, the challenge to, to, to credibility by what by what has transpired here, and by what and by uh, uh, how. how how hard it was for them to be fully transparent with the American people. I think we all recognize that. And and wait, wait now, just give me a second now. I, I know you got another one coming here, but but we all recognize that this didn't unfold the way it should have. Um, so Kev is leaving us for a little bit in February, mm-hmm. uh, and I'd like to point out this is a planned uh, trip that you're you're taking. Is that is that correct? been on your radar for a little while now yeah and so it is january yeah kevin let us know hey mm-hmm. uh in february i've got a trip planned i'm gonna be leaving i wanted you guys i mean it came to us through our boss but sure he alerted his boss who then alerted us so everyone can begin to properly plan for kevin's absence notice we're not mad kevin is going to be absent <laughs> notice we're not judging kevin for being absent we are saying thank you kevin for letting us know that you have this plan trip and having an ounce of professionalism to tell your immediate superior and alerted to your co-workers so everyone knows where kevin's at boy if the producer for the midday show on wibc can figure it out i think the secretary defense should be able to figure it out casey it is 17 minutes after nine you're listening to kendall and casey on 93 wibc whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits long live listening to your favorites learn more about cascali ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if cascali is right for you that's life <laughs> that's, that's that's totally life. greg pence today that's as he's leaving the, the congress say. 22 minutes after 9, it is Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. Uh, <laughs> Should we talk about spin and Bidenomics? Oh, of course, I think uh, Americans know that Bidenomics is not working yet. It is still the talking point from the Biden administration. So here's a question. Where's Waldo? And by Waldo, I mean President Biden. Uh, well, it is interesting that you point out uh, very astutely that um, 
that they are, they being the Biden administration, is not getting off this thing about how great the country, the greater position the country is in. They're, they're, they appear to go in, going into 2024 and the election year and the election strategy is going to be, it's really good mm-hmm. and you're just too stupid to realize it. And that, and I know we talked about this before, but that, that blows my mind, Casey, that they have not pivoted. They have not, you know, moved off of this. They've not come up with a new, some sort of new sloganeering. They, they haven't are- even softened it. It's not <laughs> even like, well, let us explain it to you. Or this is what you need to understand. Instead, it's, no, it's working. You just don't get it. You're too dumb. Uh, not, not that you would ever do this, but have you ever drug your husband somewhere he clearly didn't want to go? Well, sure. <laughs> I, I tried to give like, you an out. Like, like, like mostly every day. Yeah, it's like, I was trying to give you an out. I said, not that you would ever, ever do this. You're like, oh, yes, I do this. I do this all the time. Yeah, come on. We're going and, shopping. It, it, as he stands in the corner on his phone while the, I'm doing the right. shopping. Okay, so clearly you, you have drug him somewhere he doesn't want to be. He has mm-hmm. gone against his will, mm-hmm. bound, gagged, and tortured. <laughs> and it's like you, the, the Biden telling you that the economy is great, mm-hmm. no matter what you're experiencing, would be like you looking at Jim and going, you're having a fabulous this time. This is amazing, and you love this. <laughs> I mean, <it's> like, <laughs> you know, and, and my wife will do this. God bless her. She will say something that she knows I don't want to go to, and I, I will say, "Sure, that's fine." Mm-hmm. Because she, she asked, she ought to know that. Well, that's, she that's asked, fine. She, answer. My wife asked yeah, for so little. Fine. A great example is remember when I was bound, gagged, and tortured, and taken to uh, where it was Nashville, Nashville or Brown County. And you had a lovely was. family day, and I, I went, mm-hmm. and I do that because I get asked to do so little <laughs> that I have come to the quick determination that the fastest way my wife is bless her heart, just a, a saint, asks for so little that whenever she does ask for something, just do it with a smile. And but she will know when she's asking me to do something I don't want to do, and she will say, "You don't have to do anything you don't want to do." Mm-hmm. And I say, "Oh, that's where you're wrong." <laughs> <laughs> but that's what this is, right? It's yeah. the equivalent of you taking someone somewhere you know they don't want to go and you and know they're looking miserable. At you and saying, no, this is great. And You're loving this. You're having the time of your life as you stand in the corner of the store on your phone, watching the clock, waiting for the experience to be over. Ab- absolutely. And it just amazes me that they are. They appear, there's mm-hmm. no pivot, there's no triangulation, there's no whatever phraseology you want to use. They are going into battle mm-hmm. in 2024 with that. Okay, so Corinne uh, Jean-Pierre had a press conference, and she was answering a question or telling people, where President Biden was going, what he was doing. But then she gives this tagline, and I'm telling you, this is straight from the Jen Psaki Lifestyle Show. Listen to this. This Friday, January 12th, the president will travel to Allentown, Pennsylvania, area to uh, that area to discuss how communities across America are coming back thanks to Bidenomics and his Investing in America agenda, which have ushered in a small uh, business boom created good-paying jobs with rising wages, strengthened local economies, and lowered costs for hard-working families. Binomics, it's working. <laughs> Binomics, it's working. <laughs> like, a, like, a tag, like a tagline. <laughs> Buy Menon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh, another thing that happened is Joe Biden was caught plagiarizing. Again? And this time... This is like the 900th time this guy's been caught stealing other people's stuff. And if you were going to do that, who who do you think would be a great person to to 
share or borrow ideas from? Well, I don't know. You might look at great or perceived great leaders in American mm-hmm. history. You know, he is a Democrat, so maybe like uh, uh, Franklin Roosevelt, mm-hmm. uh, John Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you wanted to get a little more modern, beloved presidents, maybe President Reagan. Mm-hmm. You know, I, some there are many distinguished Americans from which you could steal from. So does Hillary Clinton come to mind? <laughs> No? Okay, so Biden, he was at that church over the weekend, and he was talking, and and listen to this. Here's version A. I don't feel no ways tired. I come too far from where I started from. Nobody told me that the road would be easy. I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this was when, if you people don't remember, this is when she was running for president. Mm-hmm. I think this was against Obama yeah. back in 27, It's 08. a 15-year-old speech. Right, and she goes to this black church and suddenly starts this slow Southern draw that had never appeared from her at any point, at any time in her existence, and as though she was speaking tongues in the church, mm-hmm. it just magically appeared. Okay, so that was version A, yeah, right? Uh-huh. That was Hillary Clinton. Uh-huh. Here's Joe Biden's version. We've come too far from where we started. Nobody told me the road would be easy. I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. My fellow Americans, I don't think the good Lord brought us this far to leave us behind. Uh, so he, so his let, speech writers are off. Apparently, let me make sure I understand. He plagiarized a giant fraudster. Mm-hmm, exactly. That's a. It's <laughs> our leader of the free world. It's Kendall and Casey. It's ninety three WIBC. Good morning. So, are you willing to agree with me that movie Elvis is the best version of Elvis? I do like movie Elvis, but I also like leather jacket Christmas special Elvis. So, we got into this conversation before the show, and I can't even remember how. Oh, I just started quoting random things to Kevin, and one of those was "Follow Follow That Dream" is one of my favorite songs. Period is my favorite Elvis song, and then we got in a conversation about movie Elvis, mm-hmm. and I said for the Elvis fan, like hardcore Elvis. Guy, guy, they tend to loathe movie Elvis because obviously it's very dumbed down. It's Mm -hmm. goofy, hokey, wacky Elvis. The songs are, you know, not really deep, but, you know, for the casual person, they may have never seen more of Elvis than movie Elvis because he was doing like eight movies a year and they were always in theaters and they were always, you know, Elvis is going to seduce some good looking woman and he's going to have some aw shucks personality and it almost always goes the exact same way. And so then we got on a conversation about the various versions of Elvis that you would have to choose from. And mm-hmm. I think we kind of narrowed it down <laughs> to uh, Rockabilly, mm-hmm. Leather Jacket, yep. Original Elvis, yep. Army Elvis, yeah. Movie Elvis. Uh-huh. Leather jacket, return. Christmas special Elvis. Elvis. Uh-huh. You've got original jumpsuit Elvis and then <laughs> fat jumpsuit Elvis. And I'll tell you what, the problem with jumpsuit Elvis is they all get lumped into fat the jumpsuit. fat yeah. just on death's door Elvis. I challenge anyone to say, I don't know, circa 1970, 
look at a photo of Elvis Presley in the jumpsuit, and you tell me that was not one of the best-looking men walking the face of the mm-hmm. earth. He was a he was very fit yeah. when he first started his jumpsuit Elvis. Yeah, they had to upsize his jumpsuits <laughs> over time, though. You know, last year for my birthday, we had kind of a uh, Hawaiian-themed night, yeah. and I said, well, I want to watch Blue Hawaii, mm-hmm. starring Elvis Presley. Yeah. Uh, and we watched the movie, and boy, was that kitschy, but I was surprised. <laughs> Part of that, he's spanking a 16-year-old girl yeah which rule, would be deemed very inappropriate today rules were a little different yeah, back then. Exactly. Yeah, yes kev <laughs> why is it that when people impersonate elvis it's always jumpsuit elvis mm-hmm. so i, I th- my friend shane uh and i've had this conversation many times because he is one of the great uh elvis fans mm-hmm. on earth and has all the records and bootleg copies and all the stuff and it, i think it really does anger the legitimate Elvis fan that when you see the Elvis impersonator, the jumpsuit character, uh, you know, peanut butter and banana sandwich, you know, shooting the morbidly obese, shooting the television, Elvis (laughs) is the one that they do. I guess it's because it's the greatest kind of caricature version of him. I don't know that for sure, but I do know for actual Elvis fans, jump, it is a, it is a great injustice that, Jumpsuit Elvis That's is the, the one, one. That, oh, that always gets... I, yeah. I wonder if perhaps it's because it was the last impression he left on And it was, the, it was ridiculous. I mean, let's face it. If you see, and there has been in recent years, footage of him at that final concert at Marcus Square Arena. It, I mean, the fact that nobody loved that guy enough to stop him from himself is i mean it's just a great tragedy that he was you know largely placated by yes men stooges who were you know grifting off of him and nobody stepped in that had the ability to and maybe nobody ultimately did i don't know but that's just ridiculous and that's how he went out and it's it really is a great tragedy that arguably the greatest musical performer in American history, that is how he gets remembered and impersonated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is 938. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Ecuador's president declared an internal armed conflict in the country, and he was ordering security forces to neutralize several criminal groups. They were accused of spreading extreme violence in Latin America. And I don't know if you saw this. This was stunning. But a Ecuadorian television station was taken hostage by armed thugs and this happened during a live broadcast. So you can hear the gunfire in the background and the staff was told to lie down on the floor, guns were being shot and that comes as gangs were taking over the streets in Ecuador. The president declared a 60-day state of emergency. Seven police officers were kidnapped and there were reports of large explosions and then uh, some terrorism on the college campuses. They have since neutralized that situation and the uh, gunmen were uh, arrested. Members of the media outlet were all evacuated and the staff and hostages are alive. Uh, one uh, example A of promotion of the ability to, you know, carry on your person um, at any given time right there. Obviously, look at what those people went through. But the other part of this is these are the governments and the people from these governments that are coming to this yes. country. Yes. 
when you talk about what's it was you know it's interesting because it's always the oh the women and the children the overwhelming majority of people who are entering this country illegally and you can see it for yourself if you get an actual fair view of what's going on at the border are not women and children many 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 of them are single able-bodied men and they're coming from countries like this and we are seeing much again it comes back to the lack of assimilation the lack of adaptation these people when they come are bringing their version of what the world is with them and expecting us to adapt to that i don't know about you casey Mm -hmm. i don't want any part of that no no thank you uh they can keep those ideas right where they are and i also feel very secure in the fact that you would really really have to try to get to me in the MS building. Well, you'd have to have a key card for I mean, one. you'd have to really uh-huh. put some work into it. And I know there's some people who would love to see me face down in a pile of my own blood, but I don't think they want it that bad that they'd actually put the work into it. So uh, something that happened yesterday is that Anthony Fauci, he was questioned. He was asked more than 100 questions about COVID, and he, of course, flip-flopped on some of his answers, and he didn't answer quite a bit of them, but he also admitted that he approved the coronavirus research proposal without reading it. How scary is that? We're talking about gain of function stuff. It's, so It's like an Apple upgrade form. He just clicked sign and agree and he didn't read anything. Mm-hmm. This I mean they asked him questions over a period of 7 hours and still to what end? Because this guy there there's been nothing no. to come of it. He'll he'll never be held to account and there are a few people out there that are trying, like Rand Paul, but he is just a, a voice in the wilderness, and this guy's going to get away with it. And I think the greater thing for Fauci is uh, a reminder of what colossally incompetent people are in positions of immense authority in our government, and how once you're in there, you got to do some really bad screw-ups to get out of there. Because think about Fauci pre-COVID. What is he best known for? He's best known for being the guy that totally mismanaged the AIDS crisis of the 1980s and into the 90s. And by mismanaged, I mean that there were many, many people who told Fauci at the beginning, and see if this sounds familiar for you, Casey, um, there's not a known cure for this thing. It's going to be a very, 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 very long time, if ever, where there is actually some pill or shot you can take that will totally cure it or prevent you from getting it like polio. And so the better approach with this thing is to figure out how to keep people alive and therapeutics and identifying the behavioral risks and things of that nature and alerting people. And then over time, if we can come up with some sort of anecdote, great, but we are making an egregious mistake by not working on sustaining people once they have the thing because people are right now they're just simply going to get it if they engage in certain behaviors does that sound familiar casey mm-hmm. does that yeah. does that sound like anything that took place in oh, the past recently three or four? yeah yeah past couple of years and, and fauci fought that the same way that he fought covid which was the people that with common sense and this is a virus it's going to do what it's going to do who's ever going to get it is going to get it and the best approach would be to find out ways for people who get it to sustain the best quality of life, get back on the fastest way to recovery. And he fought that tooth and nail in favor of this vaccine, history repeating itself, mm-hmm. and COVID 
was a complete disaster, just like AIDS and HIV was under Fauci for a very long time, and yet the guy was still there in a position of authority. Yep, keeps on going. Not only was he in a position of authority, but he's the guy who oversaw the approval of over $3 million in grants to go to the Wuhan Institution of Virology, and they tinkered with it to make it more infectious to humans months before the pandemic. So what? So they could turn around and try to solve the problem. Sounds very much like our government. Let's create the problem so we can turn around and solve it. This is uh, one of the first of private meetings that he's had, his first visit to Capitol Hill since he retired. And the members of the subcommittee, they compiled more than 200 pages of questions to him. They had over 100 exhibits. And some of that included private emails between him and other scientists that showed uh, their efforts to cover up dissenting opinions about the origins of the coronavirus. And what are these Republicans doing about it? What is the ramification of this? Nothing. They keep fully funding the government at all levels. The deal that Johnson has struck with Schumer is the $1.7 trillion, which is the Biden-McCarthy deal all over again. The Republicans, this is a dog and pony show. Wake up, people. These Republicans don't care about you at all. They're not serious about getting answers. They're not serious about doing anything once they get the answers. This is a dog and pony show designed to distract you from their complete malfeasance, abuse, and mismanagement of the American people's money and they have nothing to offer you on a, an accomplishment front so they do things like this to distract you they're not going to do anything to Fauci Rand Paul seems to be like he's the only one who is sticking with this by the way since day one he's yeah. been saying I'm going to talk to Fauci I want to question him but to what end yeah I mean you've got Rand Paul Thomas Massey maybe a couple others in the house I mean there's about 20 people in the government who actually care about getting to the truth and holding Fauci accountable. And so it's just, it's simply not going to happen. And we we allow it. We allow it by keep voting for these people for not holding them accountable. So West Virginia was named America's unhealthiest state alongside Mississippi, Tennessee, and Arkansas. What does that mean? Uh, well, it's uh, they're claiming that smoking, drug abuse, and diabetes... Is that bad for you? <laughs> smoking and drug abuse, huh? Mm-hmm, yeah. Eh. Um, they have lowered life expectancies. Well, good luck, Kev. I'm going to give you till about... 33 then. Mm. Uh, Indiana was named to this list. And where do you think Indiana ranks as one of the unhealthiest states? Oh, I would bet we're way up. So is number one the worst then? Is that how we do this list? Right. One unhealthiest. Is the, one so is the most unhealthiest. One, one being bad, Man, which I, was West Virginia. We got to be we gotta be top 10. I'll say uh, number nine. Nope. We're number 10. Oh, I was so close. Yeah. And I hadn't seen that or anything. Isn't that... You know, sometimes I amaze myself, Casey. And after all these years of being that good, yeah. it's rare that I could do you anything. You think you'd run out of steam? Well, but look at that. I mean, I just, I'm just off the top of my head, knowing what a bunch of just unhealthy, unmotivated people. Uh, People, the, the people of Indiana tend to be in many, many levels, other than our fabulous WIBC listeners, of course. So I said, hey, got to be top 10. I was one off. Mm-hmm. That is that is good. I mean, you got to admit. <laughs> it is 947. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Ten minutes away from 10 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. 
so a rally is going to be held outside James Madison High School. This is in Brooklyn, New York today. This after migrants were temporarily moved from their shelter area because of a possible storm heading that way. But the 2,000 migrants were moved to a high school yesterday. And the high school, what are they going to do with the students? Oh, they have to switch to remote learning. So all of these illegal immigrants that New York for years had said, hey, we would love to have, we're a sanctuary city, do drop in. Uh, And various other states, Florida, Texas, Arizona said, why, we will take you up on your offer. Here are these uh, people that you claim to want for a a long time. Then New York got super mad that they got the people that they claimed to want, which I guess it turned out they really didn't want them. They were just grandstanding um, and on some fake moral high horse. And what they did is they put them in this open park. Mm -hmm. So they, I guess, told the children or whoever, the, you know, taxpayers, hey, I realize you have funded this park, but uh, now it's going to go to these people who are here illegally breaking the law and uh, eat it. Okay, that's bad enough. Well, now there's some sort of winter storm on the way or Mm -hmm. could be on the way. And their response, New York's... It's it's January in New York, by the way. Yes. And New York's response to that was not, boy, you know, um, sorry, folks, we've done all we can for you. And uh, we'd love to help you out. You're welcome to, I guess, stay in the park if you want. But it's about to get real cold. So if I were you, I'd be leaving. What a great idea. Um, their response was to the a local high school, hey, we're going to put all the, all the illegal immigrants now in the high school. And sorry, taxpayer mm-hmm. and, and children of taxpayers, you're just going to have to learn from home. Yeah, that's it exactly. So the school's going to be shut down. Students are going to attend virtual classes. So this is American students are being denied in-person classes because of an open border. And this is happening more and more often in which... American governments, whether it's state governments or local governments, or in many ways the federal government, is putting illegal immigrants, people who have entered the country illegally, who have broken the law, who are not citizens, who in many cases are not paying any sort of taxes whatsoever, they're putting those people ahead of you, the law-abiding, tax-paying citizen. You know, I've told the story that uh, I know someone who is a is a very well respected nurse at a very prominent local Indianapolis hospital, mm-hmm. and she had said that they are flooded now at this hospital with illegal immigrants, and the reason is very clear to her and the other people who work in this hospital that Medicare is so lackadaisical in their negotiations that when these illegal immigrants come in. They can stay two, three, four weeks at a time, and Medicare will just, Medicare being us, the U.S. taxpayer, will simply pay the tab. And so from a financial standpoint, it is far more beneficial for these hospitals to have illegal immigrants in there versus you because your insurance company will negotiate with them. Your insurance company will demand documentation. They will demand reasoning and logic on why tests are being run. They will deny testing. If it's an illegal immigrant, hey, there's nobody really pushing back, and so just test them and house them and feed them and everything else galore 
And that is happening more and more often across this country. Oh, and by the way, as you're working your job and you're most likely paying for some sort of health insurance with that job, good luck because you'll be waiting in line behind somebody who's not paying for health insurance. You're, you're absolutely correct. And again, this is not the fault of the health care worker in any shape, form or fashion. Don't mean to in any way indict or condemn those people. They're simply doing what they're told in their job, which is to provide service to people who come into the, the hospital. But it and it's not even really the fault of the hospital. It's hard to it's hard to blame somebody from going. Hey, you can make a bunch of money if you do this. Okay, cool. When you have, it, I blame the government. Mm-hmm. I blame the federal government. I blame these state governments. I blame these local governments because you have a group of people, many of them who lean or are in the full camp to the left, who are invested in having as many illegal immigrants in this country as possible. So let's talk about Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh, he's when is the Iowa caucus, Rob? It is uh, the fifteenth, so it'd be Monday, Monday mm-hmm. night, Monday, Monday, Monday. Okay, and things are well, not literally heating up but kind of uh, heating up in Iowa. But here he is challenging a voter to solve a Rubik's Cube as he solves America's problems. All right, Shani, I got a challenge for you. You solve that Rubik's Cube while I'm telling you about what we're going to do for the federal government. You got a deal. All right, I think mine's simpler than yours. We get elections we can trust and believe in in this country. Single-day voting on Election Day as a national holiday with paper ballots government-issued voter ID to match the voter file. And yes, I say English as the sole language that appears on a ballot. That's not too much to ask. That's not controversial. That's common sense. It's not a black idea. It's not a white idea. It's an American idea. And we fought a revolution to secure. You want to close your borders. That's what it means to be a country. A country without borders isn't a country. I'll use our own military to protect against our own southern borders invasion rather than somebody else's border invasion halfway around the world and birthright citizenship for the kids of illegals to whom it doesn't apply. Anyone who's in this country illegally should be returned to their country of origin. I don't think that that's controversial. This is common sense. You get ahead in this country, not in the color of your skin, but the content of your character. What does that mean? The best person gets the job, no matter the gender, no matter the race, no matter the sexuality. I'm gonna fix that starting with our woke indoctrination and our military. We're done with that so our military actually protects this country. Got another simple one for you as you're working out the harder challenge there. The people who we elect to run the government should be the ones who actually run the government, not the shadow government in the deep state. So you know what? I'm going to fire 75% of those federal bureaucrats just as fast as you solve that Rubik's Cube. That's how we're going to get this country back. It's not that complicated, is it? No, not at all. So they were in the middle of a uh, winter storm while they were doing this, and uh, the guy did finish the Rubik's Cube. Have Have you ever finished one? No, I don't know how to do it. Oh, it's terribly hard. Yeah, I can't, I can't do it. That guy did, though. Kev, when you're in Europe, that's your job. I, mean, yeah, I want you to come back with a finished <laughs> Rubik's Cube. I've attempted it. It's pretty difficult. It is. He'll yeah. buy one already done. I did it! <laughs> <laughs> it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.